0: This episode of On The Record is brought to you by Weasler Engineering. Whether you need low power for occasional use or high power for the toughest jobs, Weasler's PTO drive shafts have you covered. To learn more or to find the right PTO for you, visit www.weasler.com. I'm Associate Editor Michaela Faulkner. We're here at the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome to On The Record. During its Capital Markets Day held February 22nd in Miami, CNH Industrial announced its updated strategic plan. CEO Scott Wine shared five strategic priorities: customer-inspired innovation, technology leadership, brand and dealer strength, operational excellence, and sustainability stewardship. Core to the strategy is CNH's focus on technology leadership in automation and its commitment to delivering a fully autonomous farming cycle while increasingly extending the expertise to enhance the capabilities of the construction segment. Chief Digital Officer Parang Garg says the Raven acquisition put CNH in a position to leapfrog the competition. He also shared four pillars of precision technology, including customer obsession, tech culture, tech stack, and a healthy and conducive partners ecosystem. During the event, CNH unveiled financial targets and capital allocation priorities for 2022 to 2024. Key targets by 2024 include total revenue of $20 to $22 billion, and margin expansion is expected, despite a near doubling of R&D and capital expenditure investments from about $2.2 billion between 2019 and 2021 to about $4 billion between 2022 and 2024. Associate Editor Michaela Pockner attended CNH's Capital Markets Day. Keep an eye out for extended coverage from her interviews with executives in Ag Equipment Intelligence. This week's dealers on the move include Empire Tractor and Champlain Valley Equipment. Now a seven-store New Holland and Kubota dealer, Empire Tractor has signed an agreement to acquire Waldorf Farm Equipment in Watertown in Canton, New York. The deal is expected to close in about 30 days. Vermont New Holland and Kubota dealership Champlain Valley Equipment has acquired Essex Equipment's Kubota dealership in Essex Junction, Vermont. Champlain Valley now has five locations. Now here's Michaela Pauchner with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Tim. I'm here at the National Farm Machinery Show with Dwayne Martin of Wakarusa Ag Servicers and telling us about this electric skid
1: loader today. We're here at the National Farm Machinery Show, uh, introducing the world's first electric skid loader here, Um, truly powered by electricity. Uh, It's got a 96 volt 400 amp hour battery, um, driving two electric drive motors to drive the drive functions, and then an electric motor to run the um, hydraulic functions, which controls the booms of the bucket. And we truly believe this is revolutionary to the industry, uh, giving us uh, lower operating costs, less moving parts, and bringing the opportunity to go into confined spaces without uh, emissions. And what do your agriculture Fires. Think about this. A it's a new idea so some of them are hesitant and some of them are very glad to see it. Um, personally myself as a dairy farmer um, operating tier 4 final engines in dusty conditions with skid loaders we're seeing more fires and um, more engine failures than we have in the past. Um, I believe this is the answer to that problem uh, given uh, lot less moving parts, no heat from um, an engine and uh, just less maintenance on the machine without oil changes and air filters and radiators to keep clean. Well if you look at it, it looks a lot like a diesel machine. Um, You got the same functionality that a diesel machine would with uh, standard skid loader hookups where you can hook up to uh, any other attachment that's on the market. Um, we've got the auxiliary hydraulics. We also have electric auxiliary, which Kavaco is making a lot of electric attachments to hook up to this machine. Then instead of running an orbital uh, hydraulic motor, we'll be running an electric motor, which is more efficient than the hydraulic. The biggest uh, thing I, I like to say about these machines that excites me about them is just the operating cost and. Uh, um, savings you're going to see over running over diesel running with diesel we're looking at over on a large machine we're looking at over ten dollars an hour in operating costs on consumables diesel fuel oil changes and for these you're going to be looking down around that two dollars an hour in electric costs depending on what your power costs are but significant savings that it's really a hidden cost in the industry you don't really think about it you're putting fuel in every day but um, I think there's lots of opportunity here.
0: Thanks, Michaela. Our editors are currently putting the finishing touches on Ag Equipment Intelligence's Electric Farm Machinery Outlook through 2027 Research Report. This in-depth report will be released on March 15th. Visit agequipmentintelligence.com slash electric report to order with a special early order discount. Along with announcing its first quarter earnings on February 18th, Deere & Company announced its new goals it's calling the LEAP Ambitions. The goals are linked to the smart industrial strategy and operations model deer first introduced in 2020 the ambitions are designed to boost economic value and sustainability for deer's customers as well as for employees investors and other stakeholders the manufacturer says deer is committed to achieving these goals over the remainder of the decade part of the 2030 leap ambition targets include achieving 2030 equipment operating margin of about 20 percent over the course of the cycle, says Stifle analyst Stanley Elliott. Deere is also looking to achieve a 10% recurring revenue mix by 2030 and expanding the addressable market by more than $150 billion, he says. Elliott says the improved financial performance is expected to be driven by execution on a number of strategic initiatives, including incorporating digitization, automation, autonomy, and electrification into products. Most notably, this includes and spray and autonomy technologies that have been unveiled, which should drive an increased total addressable market, higher recurring revenue through a subscription model, and improve margin performance. Now here's Ben Thorpe with a data and trends update.
2: Thanks, Kim. According to a February 9th report from USDA, nitrogen fertilizer prices spiked at the end of 2021, due in part to a shortage of natural gas. According to the report, by December of last year, average monthly spot prices of natural gas at the Henry Hub Distribution Hub in Louisiana were up 45% year-over-year. USDA Economic Research Service estimates an annual price increase of 235% for anhydrous ammonia, 149% for urea, and 192% for liquid nitrogen using data as of December 2021. The report stated, researchers expect the spike in fertilizer prices to affect producer decisions heading into the 2022-2023 marketing year. According to the February update of the Ag Economy Barometer from Purdue University, when asked about their nitrogen application rates, 57% of corn producers said they intend to use the same nitrogen application rate in 2022 as they did in 2021, while nearly 4 out of 10 corn farmers said they intend to reduce their nitrogen application rate compared to last year. Back to you, Kim.
0: Kubota reported $7.1 billion in North American sales for its fiscal year 2021, a 27% increase from its 2020 North American sales. This was a record high for the last 10 years. Kubota's North American revenue has risen every year for the last 10 years, aside from a 5% year-over-year decline in 2020 to $5.6 billion. Total revenue has also maintained a steady increase in the same period, aside from a roughly 3.6% decline to $16 billion in 2020. Note, this breakdown includes revenue from Kubota's water and environment segment, which in 2021 made up 14% of its annual revenue. Kubota does not report data on its farm equipment and industrial machinery segment, which encompasses its farm equipment, engine, and construction equipment business, broken down by region. This segment made up 85% of Kubota's 2021 annual revenue. The percentage of Kubota's annual revenue coming from the North American region has also risen every year for the last 10 years, aside from a slight decline to 34.9% in 2020. The percentage reached a record high of 37.3% in 2021. In its 2021 earnings report, Kubota stated overseas revenue in its farm and industrial machinery segment rose 27.8% year-over-year to $13.5 billion, and that its North American sales of tractors and construction machinery increased significantly due to strong demand. The company forecasts a 12% increase in annual revenue in 2022 to $21.2 billion. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to Schmidt at LesseterMedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.